Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Up the middle and through for a hit. It'll score two runs, and the Twins take the lead. Now Forsythe picking up his third RBI in the ballgame. Are you here by circle? Listening to Dick and Bert, uh, we had to get a little few minutes of uh, of uh, Aretha singing "The Weight" with uh, Dwayne Allman as her backup, and because of Johnny Height, we found out this was done at Muscle Shoals because Allman was hanging around there during the brief time uh, Aretha was hanging. And this was the song that Melanie had said she, she, she had heard, heard, but yet. she's gonna go uh, get it right now. Yeah. I I gotta admit, I think I might have heard it, but I never paid that. But it was—it's not listed among her big hits because uh, it's not her song. But it's—it's right. uh, it's fantastic. Anyway, our sports person of the day is Logan Forsythe. Hey. Who would have thought it when uh, he was traded here on August first, two weeks ago, for Dozier? And uh, uh, some of us were suggesting the only reason they got Logan was because he was making nine million dollars, and the uh, Dodgers said. Ah, uh, you got to take him off their hands. Well, since he's gotten here, he last night he had two RBI singles, drove in three runs. Since that put his batting average since he's gotten here at 386. He's been on base 449, and now he's had six RBIs, and he's played okay in the field and uh, can turn the double play. And of course, what do we always credit when we have? He was hitting 207 with the Dodgers, by the way, and hadn't been playing that much because they mm-hmm. got sick of watching him. What do we always say when uh, something like when we have a turnaround like that and we're an athlete? Is it a change of scenery thing? Uh, no? Getting a play. Oh getting yeah, you got to get a play. Uh, it's about yeah. consistency. These guys throwing me out there every day and letting me play my game is luckily paying off with some hits and playing some good ball. It's nice to get back out there and get in that routine. Even better than I'm getting some results. Well, yes, that's true, but. Uh, 
The Twins have a good reason for playing you, Logan. They have nobody else. And the Dodgers had a good reason for not playing you because you were playing terrible. So uh, that's, everything worked out here, and you're getting a chance to play with a non-contender, and that's all right. He is 31 years old. And all right, guys, Nick Gordon is hitting uh, 225 in uh, Rochester, 230. Uh, they don't have a shortstop. So they could move Polanco to second. They don't have anybody you could say is my shortstop, right? Mm-hmm. There's nobody. Anybody? Until they sign Machado in the offseason, Well, of that's, that's yeah. a thought. Yeah, that is a thought. Although I think I'm going to wait for Francisco Lindor myself. Okay, I'm that's not wait bad. a couple more years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, is there a chance they bring this guy back for five, six million? I don't think so, and here's why. Okay. I will place a wager they move him before August 31st. Well, you and Buster Olney are on the same way. And I'm uh, Tristan McKenzie. He is the top pitching prospect for the Cleveland Indians. Let's do it right now. Yeah, what do you say? I think they might laugh. At that. <laughs> <laughs> they might give you Josh Tomlin. I'd take him. He's in the minors. He's so Would rotten. you take him? No, I don't like him at all. He's an arm. Yeah, no, I wouldn't take him. He's an arm under team control. Eh, I don't know. You need a second baseman unless somebody's going to give me. Although, well, but aren't you in a position this year, Pat, where come uh, September 1st, you got to see what Nick Gordon can do. No, I don't think so. You don't because when, 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 when does he start? Rochester. But when does he start? When do we have to start uh, leaving him off the forty man as objective? Isn't that's got to be coming up close, isn't it? Oh, he'll be on the forty man. That's not the problem. But okay, I mean they're gonna. But the fact that he's uh, you know lost a hundred points off his batting average yeah. last month in Rochester is uh, okay. I don't think so. By the way, anyway, Logan Forsyth, congratulations. Welcome to town. We have made you the sports person of the day. Meanwhile, I, did I say this earlier? The Rochester Red Wings. Last night, oh, I, was the the I was looking at their box score. I was looking at their box score because I, I, I like to check on my guy, Willie Astadio. Yeah. And Willie, I, he was 0 for 4 last night, but and that left him at 268. Which isn't that impressive until you look at the rest of the Rochester Red Wings lineup. <laughs> he was the leading hitter in their lineup by twenty some points. Oh my god! And he's in two sixty eight. Two sixty eight. Their team my batting gosh. average. Their team batting average full season two twenty five. Two twenty five at Rochester. That's fourteenth in a fourteen team league. Thirteenth is two forty four. They're last by 19 points. Oh, my God. Our, our guy, Josh Wetzel, though, he's having an easy year, right? <laughs> they, they, every game's got to take two hours and ten minutes because they don't get any hits. Right, there's no, yeah, there's there's no, no movement. Hits. There's no hits. Anyway, you know the guy oh. I want to see. Why are these guys not letting us see Gonsalves? Yeah, the that's a good point. pitching really good. Uh, they, well, we got to give Cole Stewart another shot here, right? Yeah, I you know I actually kind of liked what I saw of him. I didn't think he was terrible. He I didn't think so either. Not. I think he might be a reliever though. Yeah, eventually his first couple early. innings in Detroit weren't too bad. No, he wasn't too bad. Anyway, so let's see. We're going to trade Forsyth. We're going to trade Irv. We'll bring up Gonzalez and uh, Gordon. You know, with I, I think you're going to have a really hard time getting anybody to give him anything for Irv, even the desperate teams because he's throwing ninety. You know, yeah. last year he's throwing ninety four. You know. So I I don't know, but the Yankees might be desperate enough to take him too. That but could be not going to give you a lot. So Irv's uh, quotes to Berardino the other day probably didn't help his status here, where he said uh, kind of ripped the club for. Do you uh, think he's following the Dozier mold of 
Why don't I throw this out there and make throw sure I get there, to a contender? Sure I get out of here, right? I didn't look see if Doge got any hits last night, but I could pull that. Instead up of having a instead of having a heart transplant, we were predicting two years ago, two two days ago, he's now been planned. So <laughs> apparently that the might have been a faulty EKG or something. I don't know what happened, but uh, anyway. Ah, uh, that's it. Logan Forsyth. Sports person of the day. Congratulations. Doge last night. Did you play last night? You haven't found it yet. I can't find the box that's score here. Right. Well, you know. What you know. <laughs> look it up yourself. All right. You know, people. Yeah, go ahead, look it up yourself. You've got your own computer. <laughs> yes, right. Kevin Seifert, uh NFL a Nation, ESPN.com. Don't you wish you were as good at or as Aretha so you could tell everybody to go to hell when they wanted you to do something? <laughs> if you that wanted would, to show uh, up, if you wanted to show up at halftime for a football game, you could just do it. You know? I, yeah, she could do whatever she wanted, uh, anytime she wanted, and we were honored to have her do it. <laughs> yes, they was. Uh, Chris, was that you telling me the story about when she uh, she. Uh, Luther Vandross, she left him waiting like three hours, and he was very upset. And then uh, she showed up, walked in. He he was yelling at her, and she just walked up, finished her cigarette, dropped it, and said, I'm ready. Didn't even look at him. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Unbelievable talent. So how's the helmet rule working out? Has it been the fiasco some of us predicted? It doesn't seem that – I mean, it's there's been some – they're obviously overcalling it. They're erring yeah. on the side of uh, of caution here, but I don't. It's not as outrageous as I thought it might be. No, I mean, there's definitely been the complaints you would have expected, and a lot of hyperventilating. But the truth is, and you you nailed it. They're overcalling it right now, and even though they're overcalling it, we have 25 flags thrown for it, and I think it's 17 preseason games, so a little bit over. Um, you know, one, you know, almost one and a half a game, which if that's overcalling it, and that means that during the regular season it'll be once a game or maybe a little less than once a game, I don't think that's quite the disaster. I don't think you could possibly call it a disaster unless, I guess, that one per game is always on the key play of the game and it affects the outcome. But it has not been called at the frequency or in the variety that would have really scared people. I think people were really scared that it was going to be like a random right guard against a defensive tackle, and then they saw his helmet lower, so they're going to call a penalty. There's none of the penalties have been against offensive or defensive linemen. Uh, people were worried that every time a running back lowered his head to protect himself that, that he would get hit. Uh, there's only been, I think it was three, it's a total of three penalties on any offensive players, running backs or any, otherwise. Most of them have been on defense, which is what you would expect, and they've been defensive backs who have been running up to the ball or linebackers who have been running to the ball, dropping their head and hitting guys, and that's pretty much what they told us you can't do anymore. So I think it's been a, a little bit on the, uh, you know, let the air out of the balloon a little bit uh, here in at least in the first week of the preseason. We'll see if they somehow accelerate it as the preseason goes on, but right now the pace does not suggest uh, nuclear holocaust. Hey, Kevin, do you uh, think that uh, maybe there was less of it going on than we thought there was, uh, That I mean, uh, on this, well, or is it that people are uh, getting the message? I, I think that people thought they were going to call a penalty every time somebody's head dropped, and that's mm-hmm. not what the rules said or what their intention was. They would love for people to keep their head up, but there's two parts of it. You lower your head and you initiate contact. So 
lowering your head when you're a quarterback taking a quarterback dive is not a penalty unless somehow you drive your helmet into the guy who's trying to tackle you. Um, you know, lowering your head as you as you're an offensive guard pulling around the side to hit a defensive back is not going to be a penalty unless you lower your head and drill your the, the your head into the guy. And so, I think people thought it was good. Either the the NFL didn't do a great job. Ex- Bring it, you know, rolling it out or explaining it in the in the uh, aftermath. So they definitely some of the blame, but I think people thought it was going to be a more wide ranging scope in terms of what was illegal than what actually is the truth and what it's to this point been borne out on the field. Have we had uh, overturns yet? Uh, I don't think so. No, okay. they, um, the only the part that was going to be reviewed was ejections, and okay. there's only been one ejection, um, and that was upheld. So okay. they uh, that has not been uh, an issue at this. Beyond point. that, it's a 15 yard penalty, and it's not a, it's not unsportsmanlike or anything. You're not on probation if you have two. You're gone. No, it's not one of those. Those are the ones that are like um, you know taunting or mm. fighting, or it's, it's nothing that happens. The easiest way to remember what the, the what's going to be the two and you're out is after the play, like whether it's okay. fighting or taunting or uh, you know slapping somebody, that kind of thing. Not anything that happens during the course of the play. I think Zimmer and George Edwards and everybody else out there is playing this one smart by saying they support it and uh, the NFL's. Of course, Zimmer's on the committee, so uh, you know that was in on it, and he, he's got to say that. But I, I think you're playing. I think the coaches who are not complaining about it, there haven't been that many, uh, and don't have a roster full of players complaining about it. Those are the that that's the way to approach this because the NFL is not going to change. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, they always do tweak rules and they send out sort of underground letters to all the thirty-two teams about this emphasis and that emphasis, but. It, usually, when it falls under player safety, and you've made a big show of saying. We care about player safety. We don't want concussions to happen. We have this idea of how we can reduce concussions, and that's pretty much what they have to stick with. Um, I could see them next off season changing wording or, or uh, you know, making adjustments based on what happened on the field this year. But the desire to keep the head out of the game is something that's not going away. Uh, Aaron Donald, uh, what's going to happen there? Uh, eventually he's going to sign. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that uh, it sounds like they've been in the in they're getting closer to the ballpark. Um, the Rams have not been shy about paying out a lot of money to other players, whether yes. it's Gurley or uh, and Dominican Sue. So I don't think that they're suddenly approaching this with uh, you know being cheap in any yeah. way, shape, or form. But he but Aaron Donald also you know he he's been a rare rare of the rarest players in terms of. Mm-hmm. Guys who just simply cannot be blocked on the interior, and so I, I, I think he, I'm sure that he's looking for the moon, and I'm sure the Rams are, are willing to give him something very close to the moon, and, and I'd be shocked if it doesn't get worked out before uh, before too long. Do you think Earl Thomas just wants out of Seattle, uh, or I mean, if he would get traded somewhere? Would he report under the conditions now? Nobody knows that. I guess I wonder if he just wants out of I, Seattle. Yeah, I mean, if I were him, I would see what's happening there, and you see that uh, the core that you were around is yeah. slowly deteriorating and and being let let allowed to move on. The team is recentering itself around the cornerback, the quarterback, um, not quite as much as a, of a defensive mentality as they once had. And he, 
you know, at his age, in his injury history, he's probably got, if he's lucky, one more payday to come and doesn't want to wait another year to get it. Uh, so I, he might, you know, anytime there's a trade, the, the, the sides usually can talk about, are we going to be good on contract? Do we need to, do we need to upgrade? Do we need to shorten it? Do we need to do something? And so my guess, if there's a trade that he, you know, ultimately that means he's agreed to whatever terms uh, that he would be brought in under. But I would think that it just at his age and, and with his injury history, he's uh, hoping some way, shape, or form to, to 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 scrape together one more significant payday before he's uh, nearing the end of his career. I think John Schneider might be in trouble out there. They thought this window was going to last a little longer than this. I think, don't you? Um, you know, I, I I would say he's pretty tied to Pete Carroll, and you never mm-hmm. know what yeah. what you know Pete's getting t- up there in age. And general managers seem to get longer than coaches, though. Um, even though John was hired with when when Pete got hired, uh, you know it's often that, that general managers get two coaches to deal with, and, and coaches don't often get two general managers to deal with for very long. When the second general manager comes, usually you see a, a change in the coach. It is so, amazing, uh, Kevin, how fast you can go from a genius to what the hell's going on here, though. I mean, Schneider three four years ago had this wonderful workplace where they played this goofy music and everybody <laughs> had a good time, and yeah. it was the greatest office atmosphere in the history of mankind. And now they uh, they still don't have an offensive line and their uh, defense has come apart, and Russell Wilson's life's still in danger when he's back there trying to play quarterback. And Yeah, and it just tells me that, like, and not to say that it's all luck, but there's so much chance that goes on here that, you know, they had a lot of uh, lower-end draft picks work out for them um, in, during their rise, and, and, and what goes around comes around, and, and, the, and you regress to the mean eventually, and, some, and then you have some drafts where none of these guys work out. And so... Um, he probably wasn't as smart as we thought he was when it was when they were doing great, and he probably isn't as dumb as we think he is now. Uh, Kevin, uh, so uh, were you uh, you started with the uh, you were still on the beat when the uh, press room out of Winter Park was the racquetball court, right? The converted racquetball. Yeah, court. yeah, I was on the beat before that when the when the press room was the closet next to the locker room. <laughs> you you were in there. Oh yeah, and yeah. yeah, you know, uh, we all had to get very upset if some uh, gentleman decided to go in and close the door on the uh, West Room. That was always uh, that was not a that not yeah, a not there a, good... a lot of sweaty bodies. Uh, <laughs> not a... uh, shoulder to shoulder in there there were four seats there ladies and gentlemen this this i was finally out there the other day i didn't want to go because it was driving me crazy that uh that the nfl has reached this point but man what a palace that place is in egan i i mean the 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 there's they have these separate rooms for individual interviews you can do and those rooms are bigger than the original press (laughs) room that we used to have at winter park those guys, those people that cover the Vikings now, are, don't know how lucky they have it. There's all these snacks lined up for them, a full refrigerator full with water, coffee, a Keurig coffee maker. I mean, we didn't even have heat in the first. We had the, we had this little like uh, electrical heater that Denny Green brought in that like made his <laughs> sound. You know, when you were and then like you almost had to turn it off so you could hear yourself talk and then wear your parka in there. And so, yeah, they've uh, made, made quite progress, not to complain about yeah. the joy of covering pro football, but they those those guys that, and girls that cover the uh, NFL now and cover the Vikings now for the 
in this town don't know what they missed out And the on. poor beat writers, if some columnist decided to show up and try to write out there, man, everybody had to move over and try to make room. <laughs> End up sitting outside with your back against the wall. <laughs> it was, uh, it is incredible. Yeah, of the ones you've seen, is this, because it's the newest, is it the uh, best, or is Dallas about the same? Or uh, You know, these... I haven't seen Dallas. Um, the I've heard that, that, um, the Vikings facility itself is more expansive than than what Dallas did um, in terms of uh, in terms of some of the football um, technology and that sort of thing. Especially, I don't think they have Rick Spielman's digital draft board um, and that sort of thing. But uh, uh, you know, it's now an arms race on on facilities, and people, as if you know, it's not the same as college recruiting, where you have free agents come in deciding which team to sign based on how big their locker is going to be, but. Uh, there is definitely an arms race going on in the league in terms of uh, what you know the 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 functions of a of a practice facility, what you can do to enhance your competitive advantage in terms of you know one of the reasons this one is so big is so that the the punters can punt uh, inside and not have to go to us to us bank to go practice punting. And so there's all kinds of crazy physical things that they did. In order to accommodate the the the, comp, the, the competitive edge, and 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 we'll and they'll hold it until the next team builds one, and that team. Will the have Rams it. thing is supposed to be a palace of all time, I guess. So anyway, yeah, definitely the stadium. Not exact. I don't know that I've seen the plans for how, where they're going to practice, but uh, the stadium itself will be uh, California size for sure. All right, Kevin. Thanks for your time, sir. Okay, Patrick. All right, uh, Kevin Seifert, NFL a Nation blog for ESPN and ESPN, ESPN.com. And he's been running around a little doing uh, training camps here and there. We'll be back. How many people wrote a song and say said... Aretha sing this good, don't they? Yeah, they said this would be a good one for Aretha. Let's give know, her a shot. I don't know how you get a bad one for Aretha, but uh, right. some of these were some of these nobody else could sing, right? Yeah, exactly. Here is Chris Reavers with a sports update. He might have a Twins lineup for us. I do have a Twins lineup, Patrick. Thank you. The Twins start a four-game series against the Detroit Tigers this evening at Target Field. Uh, the Twins took first the first two, excuse me, of this six-game homestand. Uh, against the Pirates, Irvin Santana. He will start opposite twi- former Twins left-handed pitcher Francisco Liriano. First pitch tonight from Target Field is at seven ten. Your lineup: Mauer at first, the red hot and sports person of the day. Second Whoa. baseman Logan Forsythe batting second. Jorge Polanco at shortstop. Miguel Sano batting cleanup at third base. Uh, Tyler Austin, the designated hitter. Mitch Garver behind the plate. Max Kepler in center field. Uh, what's Fields' first name? How can they Justin Fields? Josh Fields. Josh Fields. Fields. Jack or John. 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 I don't know what John. it is. Field, yeah. Field. And then uh, Erie Adrianza is your left fielder batting ninth. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, you mean they were, how, how could they take the red hot Bobby Wilson out of the lineup? That's, That's a good point. Yeah. He clubbed a dinger Homer, yesterday. He, he hit a little RBI single and he hit a homer. And this is a night game after a day game. Yes. Let's right. go yeah. here. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, by the way, Major League Baseball did suspend Dodgers outfielder Yasiel Puig two games for his altercation with Giants catcher Nick Hundley. And how about Jose Arena? Marlins pitcher Jose Arena has been suspended six games and mm-hmm. fined an undisclosed amount for hitting Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves. And uh, there is outrage amongst a lot of people on Twitter right Keith now. Keith Hernandez, who the from people that said that this wasn't a f- stiff enough penalty. Oh, okay. Basically, he's going to miss a start. 
Okay. Maybe two, right? For six games. For yeah. Six games, but, maybe two. But people well, are. One. Really well, mad. that's all you're going to get. I mean, I, I, that's I, everybody. You just figured he'd get suspended long enough to miss it. Did start, you guys right? see Buster's yeah. tweet about this, by the way? What? Buster had a great tweet. He said, So basically, what you're telling me is this would be the equivalent of a guy throwing a no hitter and the batter just throwing the bat at him just because he's dominating yes. so much, which right. is, man. I think, I think the pitcher did it on his own. I'm not. I don't think Manning. Oh, I don't think so either. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. He's probably just a knothead. Yeah, Gardy was asked about it too. By the way, before the game, and said, "Well, he's lucky I'm not his manager because I'd I'd bat him lead off." (laughs) 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 The following game, I thought that was great. (laughs) I do too. Gardy is the best. Uh, The he got a rotten team though. Oh yeah, Uh, and remember they were red hot to start the season. Yeah. Cabrera got hurt. And then Cabrera yeah. got hurt, yeah. yeah. He's been uh, out for weeks. Here. The Vikings held their second day of joint practice with the Jags over in Egan. Matthew Collar has everything broken down at the website, 1500ESPN.com. Uh, the Lucas Oil NHRA Nationals are taking yes. place up in Brainerd this weekend. Um, if you're unable to make it up, I do know FS1 is going to carry it live on Sunday from 1 to 5 p.m. Get up there! Uh, you should be up there by tonight, shouldn't you, Kenny? Camped out in the weeds, drinking by now. Leave you? your daughters at home. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if not... your daughters tell you they're going up there, don't let no, them. Arrest them if you have to. <laughs> do yeah. not let your loved ones go. Do there. they still draw really well up there? Yeah, uh, yeah. they do. Okay, okay yeah. good. Yeah, good. Well, they used to have the mud hole out in the middle of the trees out there, though. I don't know if they still have that. Pat, who's no, the guy we so. talked to a couple of years ago? Probably John Force. Is that who, oh, or his daughter? Well, his daughters a couple of times. Yeah. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brant Snedeker, despite making a bogey on his first hole of the day, made a birdie at the last to become just the 10th golfer in PGA Tour history to break golf's magic number of 60. Carding an 11 under 59 at the Wyndham Championship today. Yeah, uh, Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro is a wonderful old golf course, but it's not a challenge for these guys. It's not long enough. So, so you're saying the 59 is not impressive? Well, the 59 is good, <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying that uh, they, they could have a 55 before the week's over. So. <laughs> All right, we better go because I am going to find out about NBA 2K when we get back. She does that song better than the Rolling Stones. I got news for Yeah, she does. Yeah. Alex Wittenberg had a fine career as a University of Minnesota gymnast. Uh, graduated in May, and he is now working at the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal. And uh, Alex, uh, looking at your body of work here, they give you plenty of opportunity to write there at the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal. Yeah, they have. Yeah, put <laughs> on a number of things. <laughs> keep keep cranking it out. That's good. I'm glad to see an athlete becoming a journalism major, though. That's uh, fantastic. What do you want to do with that uh, degree? Do you want to be a reporter? Yeah, that's always been the goal. Uh, so I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now. That's uh, perfect. So anyway, the uh, Timberwolves, the NBA started the uh, the uh, the gamer league as a sponsor last year of the Gamer League or as a partner in the Gamer League, they had 17 franchises that had their names attached to teams and uh, the video teams. And now the uh, Timberwolves will have one next year. I believe from what I read on their website, we are just about to crown the first champion of NBA 2K. Am I right about that? Do you know? 
Yeah, that's right. We're just approaching the playoffs, actually, the first round. And then in about a week, yeah, we'll know who the first uh, first year's eSports okay. NBA 2K champion is. I found out, some, I, by the way, folks, you can go to uh, the Minneapolis-St. Paul uh, uh, Business uh, Journal's website. Uh, what is, what's the uh, website uh, abbreviation again? B-I-Z Yes. You can go to that. You can find Alex. If you're as confused as I am on NBA 2K, <laughs> Alex did a good job of uh, trying to explain it to us. Expansion teams pay 750000 for the first three years to get in, and the Timberwolves are going to have one of those teams. Explain what's going on here. Do we... You you have a you had what they say how many thousands of uh, people trying to get on the teams last year there was a draft 102 players made it do we assemble in one location for all the games or what goes on yeah good question so yeah 72,000 people tried out there are two rounds of qualifying to make it to the draft those in New York um, you know after players are drafted they they sign six month contracts they live in the uh, home city's market, and then they travel to New York where they play their weekly games. Now, what is the object of having them live in this market so they can mingle with other gamers and uh, get them excited about this? Or what? 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 Uh, or, or do you have to live in the market to represent your team? No, I think it's about the same camaraderie that you see on a physical team. It's about proximity. Really? Wow! And how many players on a team? Uh, there are, I believe, six players per team. Six players per team. And here's what, uh, and I'm sure this, here's what uh, confused. Do you earn your way on the team? You earn your way to be one of the 102 or whatever it is. It'll be a bigger number next year. And then you get drafted, right, after you've earned your way through the competition? Well, yeah, that's exactly what the draft's about. So the first round is a weeding out process that happened in January, and then there's a combine-style second round where it you know narrows it down further so they have a combine where everybody comes in and really shows off their skills huh i I guess that's how it works right (laughs) well uh you know if if you were 72 years old you'd be confused as i am i'm sure by uh what's going on now you say you got some buddies and roommates who are uh gamers yeah that's right and what are they uh is 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 the is the gamer world taking an interest in this or not? I saw that the you said that the numbers, comparatively speaking, the numbers are not uh, that great for people following this or watching this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think for gamers in general, it's probably an exciting development because esports market seems like it's a booming one. Um, you know, projected to hit one billion dollars, uh, a one billion dollar industry next year. Um, but you're right, uh, it seems like the NBA 2K League hasn't brought in the same number of viewers that comparable uh, streamed video games to like uh, strategy games or shooter games. I, I would guess the other league, the hockey and everybody else is not far behind on this, though, huh? No, I, I think it says something that 21 NBA teams are investing in it now. They must think there's, you know, some value in it. What, uh, did you, I, I, you know... Have you figured out what I'm actually, we, we assemble, and is it six on six? Uh, is it two on two? What, what the, am I playing one guy or am I playing their whole team? No, they actually have positions, right? Didn't I read that? Didn't you? They have positions. They got point guards and everything else, and they go against each other that way. 
Yeah, well, I, I think one of the things about these games is it tries to be as authentic to the physical game as it can. So I actually heard from Ted Johnson of the Timberwolves that one of the unique things about the um, the, the uh, 2K League's version of the video game as opposed to the commercial game is that players are controlling, or I guess, you know, physical players are controlling multiple of virtual characters in the game. So I guess that adds another dimension of uh, the skill. Well, it's a uh, certainly a uh, uh, interesting development, and people actually watch. Uh, ESPN has done some of this stuff. Not not uh, that's NBA Two K is not their partner, but uh, they've actually shown some uh, gaming on television, and uh, I'm very uh, confused as to uh, what uh, uh, you know why i would sit and watch that from a distance like uh the gamers do what what do they 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 can see greatness in gaming huh yeah yeah i guess i mean i asked ted johnson that the question i said you know some people are going to react incredulously to the idea of people watching other people play video games how do you respond to that and he you know shared an anecdote about his son who i guess um is a fan of esports and video games and he said you know that it's not that different from people watching people on video or on uh, on the tv play the actual game it's just you know another derivative uh so, people watching so i'll watch there video and, games. so i'll watch and if i know what's going on i'll say man they got a great that guy running the point guard is fantastic is they, that that's basically what they're saying huh I, yeah i think if you're a savvy consumer of esports you'll be able to realize still and see the players who are better so, uh, as a uh, as a, you're, you're working an internship this summer, I uh, take it, huh? Yeah, that's right. I was an intern for the summer. So, uh, what uh, what what's the future? You got a job for the fall, or are you going to stay there? Yeah, I'm staying here. I was hired on full time. Oh, uh, beautiful. So, yeah. Okay. Yep, very that, excited. That's very good. And uh, uh, Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal is uh, they break a lot of stories and uh, and uh, have carved out a nice niche in this. Uh, in this market, which is in the new media, which is very competitive, and you're, you enjoy that. They want you to find something out every about three different things every day, the way it looks. <laughs> That's another really encouraging reporters uh, pick up stuff, so I like that. Okay. Well, Alex, it's uh, great to see a, uh, a young guy interested in uh, getting into the reporting uh, area, and uh, good luck to you, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. And uh, now that... I know just a little something about NBA 2K. So one of my guys is running that player. Mm -hmm. You got the five-on-five thing going, and somebody's running that point guard. And there's greatness in running that. If you know what you're watching, you can see greatness in the guy manipulating that player. Well, I just remember back when I was probably in my late teens, I used to play NBA Live, the EA Sports mm-hmm. okay. NBA game at that time, which you know they're still doing today. And I would play with my cousins, and we we'd be playing on the same team. We'd play against the computer, and we go through a season. But we would pick the three, you know, what what position we wanted to be, and I would be the center. And can my, you be more than one player? Ah, uh, you can't. You could, I think, but you'd have to. But you know, to it, have it a, a game tricky, at this yeah. level that is uh, a national competition that people are going to be absorbing you got to have five on five basically yeah right? and you got to be good i mm-hmm. would imagine you've got to be like what makes me this. good anticipation uh, seeing the quickness what makes me a good gamer well i i will tell you this pat 
the way video game counts consoles have advanced over the years. I mean, it used to be, you know, back in the seventies yeah. and eighties, it was Atari. You had the joystick yeah. and maybe yeah. one button, and you'd play Pong or mm-hmm. something, and it'd be easy. Then am I moving Nintendo. them with my? What am I moving them with? My finger? Or well, what am I moving them? Well, with? I have a PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. and you use. PlayStation 4, you've got a bunch of buttons, but you have like the 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 D-pad as they used to call it, mm-hmm. where you have the the arrow keys basically, where you you know you use your thumb to go in different directions with it, and they mm-hmm. have the little joysticks too on there too that you can kind of use to move players around, and then you got the buttons to shoot and pass and and uh, jump. And I gotta go watch a game. I gotta go do it. You know what? Watch one and see if I can have well, pick Mackie, up any idea. Mackie would used to have uh, Tecmo Bowl in no, here. I want to go day, watch but... some hot shots do this and see if I can yeah. say, see if I can say, "Wow, how did you do that?" <laughs> or say, "Go smoke some more dope." You know, maybe really... maybe one day, maybe one day I'll bring in my PS4 and I've you know I got me a and okay. stuff and I'll, I'll give you a little yeah. something and see what you can get it's a sense. Definitely of what it looks like. faster. Than uh, the little guy that used to eat pee, Pac-Man. It's, Pac-Man uh, it's better. Yeah. Than, we've gotten beyond Pac-Man. We've gotten we've gotten a little. Uh, That's a little when you lost me that. with Pac-Man. I could play Pong, but not Pac-Man. So <laughs> we'll be back. Let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Manny Hill will go first with his daily complaint. Uh, my daily complaint is with uh, Jose Urania, the the yes. pitcher for the Marlins. Just. What a dummy! Mm-hmm. What an idiot! What do you what do you what are you doing? And and what are you what are you trying to accomplish by drilling this kid? You 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 damn near caused him a serious yeah, injury because you hit him in elbow. the elbow. Yeah, you know. And Pog, I mean, anytime you do something like that, you're potentially ruining somebody's career, especially if you hit him in the elbow. Plus, so I mean, it's just what, what an has idiot. this kid done to revitalize Atlanta baseball. I mean, they got a good yeah. team, but this kid is the one that's the the phenom. And you're going to drill so him in the elbow because yeah. you can't get him out. Yeah. And just, my just an idiot. And my daily complaint is going to back up Manny Hill's mm-hmm. daily complaint. ESPN is so outraged by this act. They've only shown the highlights 78 times on <laughs> SportsCenter, just like they yeah. did the Jose Bautista brawl with Rognet yeah. Odor a couple of years this ago. Is awful. It's the Look only it. time they show baseball highlights. <laughs> yes, yes, that's something. Yeah, it's great. Okay, I have a daily complaint, and I haven't complained about this guy for weeks, weeks. But Phil Fleck, oh, the boy. gopher coach, was asked. Why he took his players to see the Beyonce and Jay-Z concert. And any sane human being's answer would have been, I thought they'd enjoy it. You know, they're Uh-oh. young, they're hip, Beyonce is beautiful, she's one of the, she's, uh, you know, everybody loves her, she's fantastic. That's uh, not our culture, that's unacceptable. One of the 100%. great entertainers in the country. I thought they'd enjoy it. No, it's some bleeping Life lesson sure. about how when you sit in the audience, you discover what the audience expects. Yep. To grow, you must fail. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Just say, well, why do you think I took them to the concert? I thought they'd enjoy it. It's a team function. We were able to get tickets. Not that he needs to channel <laughs> any other cantankerous <laughs> sports writer. It's, it's so stupid. So, it's not a life lesson. Let me ask it's you a going question. To, it's, you're, you're getting them to practice. It's a miserable job practicing for football, and you're going to entertain them. By taking him to see Beyonce. This is a perfect opportunity. An emailer had asked me to ask you, now that 
you know, in a couple weeks, we'll run out of the the venom on the airwaves. Yeah. Will that increase the venom on print for one Phil Fleck? Ah, uh, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could maybe get a full column out. In fact, maybe I'll write a full column about what a moron he was for saying this. I doubt it.